Lab Rats, it's Igor again, continuing on with our special edition of Crime Keeper, Rebecca Zahau, and we still have with us the wonderful and pleasant Queen V from MurderLabMedia.com. MurderLabMedia.com. Welcome again. Thank you for having me again. It's, uh, it's nice to be here. It's nice for you to be here. <laughs> We're going to jump right into it. We're, oh, we're going to jump on in. We're going to get into it. There's so much, as you already know, and no newsflash or anything else. We're going to, I'll do a quick summary. And so we have Max Shacknai, who was in a coma after somehow having an accident or falling either off the staircase, off the banister, falling to the ground. Rebecca doesn't seem to be that upset, extra upset. She seems to be handling it the normal way, processing it, being very giving and running people around other family. She's not at the hospital with Max because Jenna doesn't think it's a good idea for her to be around Dina because there is that jealousy factor there. And if there's other family like Dina's sister, Nina doesn't want there to be a scene. And of course that puts extra stress on him. So at this point, Rebecca had not been to the hospital. We'll see, uh, but once, and she hasn't really had any time to grieve because she's running around helping everybody else. They've, the body is found by Adam Shacknai, Jonah's brother. Rebecca's found hanging from their bedroom balcony by a red ski rope. She's bound, gagged, her hands are tied behind her and her body has already started in rigor mortis. Adam Shacknai finds her, cuts her down, and from the get-go says, I got a girl hung herself. So right off the bat, there's that connection. Also, it ends up the same firefighters, the same first responders showed up to Coronado again to Spreckle's mansion. So what are they thinking? They're familiar with Max's accident. They know she was there, did CPR. They're assuming again, it's a suicide. So it kind of all plays into that. A lot goes on. There are primarily the families of Zahau and the Shacknais. They both do not agree with the sheriff's office, Sheriff Gore's finding of accident in both cases, and they want them reopened, which has not been happening. Does that sound like a good summary? Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. So episode three is called Seeking Justice for Rebecca. So as we know, Adam was the only person with Rebecca the night she died. And what Billy and Lonnie want to know is... Why didn't they focus on Jonah? So Billy and Lonnie speak with Sean Elder, the Town and Country article writer, author, <laughs> again, about since he did that uh, very exclusive uh, piece on the situation. He gives a little bit more background into Jonah. Now, Jonah started out in politics, then transferred into pharmaceuticals. Hmm. And Sean puts it because there was more money in it. And he also likes the leverage and power which I found was interesting. Jonah started Medicis Pharmacy or Medicis Pharmaceuticals and they do the cosmetic side of it. They, with the, like the Restylane, which is the Botox alternative. So he gets into that side of it. He sold it the year after Rebecca and Max's deaths for $2.6 billion. Dollars. Prior to this, his company had had some disputes with the government for off-label marketing. Mm. Jonah's defense of this, everybody does it. Yeah, so it kind of tells you about his character. 
There was a class action suit against Metasys for sexual harassment in the workplace involving 225 women. Comments about weight, if clothing wasn't deemed sexy enough. Are they they saying that this was Jonah that did it or just like they are saying this? I think this came out uh, after around that time. Let, let me read on and see. So this was brought, yeah, this was brought post Jonah. So this happened after he left. So my thinking was oh. maybe, I mean, if he was still there and this was going on, he leaves and they feel comfortable to raise the flag. Hmm. That's kind of what I was thinking, but oh, you know what I mean? Cause it wasn't during his time there. They waited until right. he left. And then they're like, look, everybody mm-hmm. is getting harassed. Mm-hmm. So Sean, Sean Elder, the town and country dude, he says he believes that if Jonah was still at the helm, he never would have settled with and let the company that purchased it did. So the company that paid him the billions, they settled it. And Sean Elder is saying if Jonah was still there, it would have never happened. He was known as a force in the industry and described him as controlling. Hmm. Now, they went to San Diego Sheriff Department next and asked to get the story. Oh, no, sorry. Jonah went to see Sheriff Gore, right? He asked him to get the story out of the news. And it ends up because I'll get a quote here in just a second from him. You'll love it. So Lonnie, the prosecutor, the former prosecutor asked, did wealth, power, and connections impact the ultimate conclusion of suicide and not murder? So keep that in mind. So her and Hmm. Billy went to speak with Gore's former running mate, because of course, Sheriff Gore's not going to talk to them. So they thought, let's go to his competition. So they went to talk to Dave Myers. And he said that there were things going on behind the scenes that made it feel like it was a rush to judgment, the suicide verdict. And he vowed when he was running to reopen the investigation if he was elected. Hmm. When Billy Jensen asked him what he thought the number of people in the department besides himself that he thought need that he feels would agree that it needs to be reopened, he said 50%. Huh. He said Jonah ran around with influential people in the Republican Party in San Diego, which he pointed out is the same group that Sheriff Gore is in. He said he remembered a conversation, this is good, where Jonah was telling Gore his stock prices were falling and he preferred an end to come to the case quickly. Hmm. So police interviewed Jonah two days after Rebecca's death and he asked the detective, now I heard this recording, he asked the detective to see about Gore making a statement to the press that he is not a suspect due to the impact on the stocks. Hmm. So do what you can. Let's put an end to this. This is hurting my company. Now I get it's his livelihood, but yeah. Now Sheriff Gore, his first name is Bill. So Sheriff Bill Gore, was he persuaded by others to finish the investigation because of that? Was he being leaned on by all of this Hmm. group? You know, as happens, it, it is political. Now Jonah does seem to have an alibi, again, seen on surveillance at the hospital, but he involved himself very heavily in the investigation and pointed to someone else as a possible suspect. Who do you think that would be? Uh, I don't know. His ex-wife, Dina. Oh. He said, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jonah told police on a recorded interview, Dina was, and again, I heard this. You can see this in that episode, obviously. Dina was almost giddy when she learned of Rebecca's death. Hmm. Dina and Rebecca had a turbulent relationship and Jonah let the police know that he thought Dina 
could take Rebecca in a fight. And then hmm. he goes on to surmise that Dina may have hired someone to do it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Which also points to her twin sister, Nina, in that she was in town that same night and she admits going to the mansion at 10 o'clock. She saw the lights off. She texted Rebecca asking if she was still up because she wanted to talk. She wanted to get more information, pump her for more information, details about what and happened. this is Nina? This is Nina. Okay. So she's there at the front and she is texting her, you know, knocking the door, let me in. She had no response. So she said she left. The day she was set to take a polygraph ended up being the day Max died. So they canceled it. And she maintains that the police never called her to reschedule. Hmm. So she was placed there by a witness and she, well, she was placed there by herself and they never called her back. Hmm. Adam's polygraph was inconclusive. Nina's got canceled, understandably, but they Hmm. never called her back. And she, and she said, I was there the night of the death. Hmm. An eyewitness was a neighbor riding his bike that night. He stopped in front of the mansion when Nina was there. He said he saw movement at the front door, noticed a woman there for several minutes And then that person left. The witness said the woman had dark hair and not lighter hair like Nina, more like Dina. Could they both have been there? No physical evidence linked them to the scene. But then came the 2013 lawsuit when um, the Zahao attorney named them in it along with Adam. And then he recanted, you know, he took their names off, but that's because what prompted they, them. Mm-hmm. But they saw that Dina in surveillance footage was at the hospital. Right. Right. But, so they knew that. Right, but, right. but we don't know. But we also don't know exactly what time. But I guess if they exonerated they her. They had different they, times. They had her on and okay. off. On so and it was off. pretty okay. good. Yeah. Like she'd be gone for a yeah, few sure. minutes, but not long enough to have done anything okay. that they're saying. That was um, alleged in the lawsuit. One, if it was 10 o'clock at night and maybe I'm assuming like maybe he saw like a porch light. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. lighter, dark hair. I mean, it could be, you know. And we don't know how far away, you know, how far away he was and, you know, whatever. But Mary files a civil trial, right? She goes for a civil lawsuit. She says she does that because of the handling, the way the sheriff's office went about the investigation. And she just really resented the fact that she felt they resented her family and her for not just going away, leaving it alone. The teams, uh, so Billy and Lonnie, they speak with Greer, the Zahau attorney, and find out that after Max and Rebecca's deaths, Dina filed a wrongful death suit against Jonah for leaving Max in Rebecca's care. Hmm. So he, it's interesting. Jonah says, I think my ex-wife could have done it. She could have taken her, blah, blah, blah. And then she turns around and says, no. And I understand that more in Dina's case is the mom because it's like, you know, he's, he's gone. But just to put it back on the Town & Country article, Dina does end up saying that she doesn't think Rebecca had anything to do with it. But again, it's all very raw. Mm. There's so much going on. So I, I can see that happening. Adam says he expected, so they had dinner that night, right? You know, they had the sushi and Jonah goes back to the Ronald McDonald house. He and Rebecca go back to the Sprackles mansion. Adam says he expected to go back to the main house with Rebecca and just kind of hang out and talk, you know, like you might do, you know, just to, Mm. she knows she's upset, blah, blah, blah. But she made it very clear she was going to go inside the mansion and that was it. The next morning, he got up, showered, and went looking for coffee in the main house. At this point, an officer asked him if he needed to go to the main house for that. So there was a galley, a full galley, a galley kitchen. 
big ass kitchen is what I'm hearing, you know, why wouldn't they have coffee there? Like, did you check? And he says that, well, I was going to look in the main house, but I saw Rebecca's hanging body before he got there. So he didn't necessarily need to go there. Yeah. um, So I see that my first thought would be, well, maybe I'll go go have coffee and see how she's doing. And maybe we can have coffee together. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's that thought of if he is on the up and up that maybe he's like, well, I could have coffee here, but maybe I'll go check on her. And that's a good point because he does say, he does say um, in the next episode or somewhere else that he actually wanted to go and have, maybe it was from the book, but he does say, oh, I initially thought it'd be nice. I wanted to get a coffee and bagel from down, you know, from this town, but I thought maybe I'd go see if she was up and we could do that. So that's understandable, but that's not what he says to the police. He says he's gotcha. gonna, he was going to go, you know what I mean? And also right, my initial right. thought when I heard him was like, okay, I'd be checking for coffee where I am. I need to wake right. up first. Then I would want to go yeah. check on. So the- basically the implication here is that he killed, if he killed her, that he wanted to be the one to discover her body. So he needed a reason to be going up to the house to discover a body right. and he didn't want to wait too long. He just, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So he says he grabbed a knife from inside the house, cut her down and says he did the compressions in his call to 911. He says the same place you got the kid yesterday. And he Mm. is heard to ask Rebecca, are you alive? Along with several unintelligible words. So they take the recording to an audio expert. And this is one of those things like the, uh, when they took to, went to the, um, bondage experts, this is one of those eye-opening things. They take this audio to an expert clean to clean up the files and see if they can hear anything more. They mm. completed a voice fingerprint of everyone on the call. You can hear Adam say, hold her still placing another person there. What? And you totally need to watch this. I mean, I, everybody should watch these episodes. They're less than an hour long each. I mean, you could binge it easily. Yeah. It's, this is one of those things where I was like, holy shit, someone says, hold her still. So they watch the polygraph recording of Adam to see if they get a feel for that situation at that time, you know, when he was right Mm -hmm. after it happened. Adam says, I wasn't that upset this morning until they put all this shit in my head. And he seems very irritated that he's involved Hmm. when he was there to help out his brother. Lonnie points Hmm. out he seems devoid of empathy for Rebecca and what he thought about others would say about it. So he thought more, what are others going to think? about how I'm acting, then, oh my God, my brother, my, my nephew, this is horrible. Yeah. And well, and I will, uh, sorry, we'll throw in there that when you mentioned that in the 911 call in the previous episode, that he said, there's a girl here. And then he said, the same a girl. The huh. kid. Yeah. Is, is it reminded me again of crime con when we listened to the guy who was telling you like how you can tell by someone's language if they're lying. True. And he mentions that if that language they use that if you so like he gave an example of a man who his wife and kid were were killed by intruders. But he says the intruders is he says, then we did this. And he said, like, people are dead here. Mm -hmm. And he didn't say my family's dead. He didn't say there, there was a distance. Yep. And it turns out that he probably brought, let the intruders come in and help them kill the family. Mm-hmm. So when you hear things like where there's that distance, again, you can maybe argue, I don't know, because even if you're trying to deal with the situation and you're maybe you have a defense where you want to make it impersonal, I still I still feel like if I walk in and I see someone 
that's related to me dead, I wouldn't just say a girl, you know? And, and even if I'm not close with the person, I would say my sister-in-law's dead or Rebecca's dead. Right. Or, you know, you would think that he would, and then a kid. Yeah. So if he's just like, so, and he's not even like my nephew, you know, so he obviously doesn't. So he's actually sounding more like a sociopath than anybody. And so that does, that really made me pay attention to him because that is very interesting language to use on that kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the polygraph was inconclusive. So they brought in another polygraph reviewer that said he failed on the question. So when I say they did, Billy and Paul and Lonnie, Mm -hmm. they decided, let's take a, let's take a fresh look, you know, let's get our own review of that. And Their polygraph reviewer said he failed on the question asking if he had anything to do with Rebecca's death. And do you know if anyone had anything to do with her death? Hmm. And he showed the whole spikes and everything. He said, this is a, Hmm. this is what it is. This is what, how he reacted, what it looked like when they were asking him, you know, non-death related questions. And this is on these two, it was like way over. Hmm. And he said like epic fail pretty much. So we're on to the final theories, episode four. I start out with my question. Could Jonah have asked Adam to kill Rebecca? Now, I think that's probably far-fetched, but you know what I mean? Like we were talking about, it's kind of like, okay, they didn't really dig into him. Could it be, you know, the the stock prices were falling. It looks like he was going to lose his kid. Could he have just been like, you know what I mean? Do this and I'll take care of you. Did Adam maybe make a move that Rebecca rebuffed and he killed her? This episode opens with Adam's civil trial. So like I said, the house, the family, they headed up that civil trial and they were very thorough. Their team, they had a mannequin made that looked just like Rebecca hanging. And you can look that up as well. And from her hair, her weight, they had her hands tied. They transferred the black paint on her nipples, marks that were on her thought. They had it down to give the, you know, the jury an idea to a a real picture. And they called Cyril Wecht to testify. And he said she was manually strangled. Adam was found liable and the Zahao family awarded 5 million. Later on, I found out that his insurance company settled for 600,000. It was a small consolation to the Zahows, but mm-hmm. what they really want, obviously, and Mary is very vocal about it. She wants the person, the murderer behind bars, and I don't blame yeah. her. Greer, the Zahow attorney, he feels she was killed due to a sexually motivated, a sexual motive supported by the menstrual blood on the knife that included all four points of the handle and along with the nautical note knots, the rope tying. 12 days later, after this happened, the civil trial, Sheriff Gore says he will make a fresh review of the case. Mm -hmm. Mary, of course, says she wants the murderer to go to jail because Rebecca shouldn't be dead. Mm -hmm. She says, and this is so poignant. Oh my God, it got me. She's looking at a picture of her sister, the dimples, you know what I mean? She just looks so happy. Rebecca does. And she says to her picture, I wish you could come back down for 30 seconds and just tell me what happened. And don't we all have those moments where we're just like, just, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. let me know what you think about this situation. Let me know. Mm. And it's just, ugh, it it broke me. So then Billy, Lonnie, and Paul visit the attorney Greer's office and they go into the Zahal room that has five years of evidence, including the original bed frame from her room that she was hung from. They have an exact 
replica of a ski rope she was tied with the same brand color everything and the and the balcony so they re they got all of that they transferred the marks from the autopsy photos to the mannequin black paint on the nipples but there's no black paint on her fingers so if she did it where would she wipe it she's naked they didn't see anything they didn't mention anything on a comforter on the you know what i mean what attorney Greer said is that it looked like somebody could have done the paint kind of, as he put it, tweaked her nipples, you know, just put it on there. Well, and, and, yeah. and, but it, they didn't see how it could be her. Yeah. Cause I would almost think that to get it on your nipples that you would have to write it low enough that maybe your nipple brushed it, mm -hmm. but this is actually pretty high up on the door. Mm -hmm. It looks like, so it's like way above the door handle on like the second pane of the door. Yeah. So that's interesting that how would she get the, and it was right and that's what he was very exact he said it, it was right here on these spots so it was like someone like they wanted to make it look like rebecca had done mm -hmm. it to herself but there's nothing on her fingers she had a transfer mark from the knife handle pointing to the sexual assault so they showed a picture of the the blood on her thigh the inner thigh and they held the knife against it the knife handle and it looks like it could have been just laid there hmm. so that's what makes him think that that was used in the assault hmm. now so then the crime gang as i call them right now then go to visit with a pathologist the pathologist is working along with um paul holes and they're kind of talking about the crime scene and what they find and the pathologist notes that the hyoid bone fracture is not easy to do in a hanging like paul had said earlier you know that kind mm -hmm. of long hanging and doesn't usually fracture the hyoid bone in that situation with the rope the binding she mentioned then oh no this is paul this is all paul this is really interesting if you look at a picture they have a picture of billy when he did the tying of his own hands when they were at the bondage expert they had a picture because the police actually put out a police officer that was about the same height and weight as rebecca showing how they she could have tied her hands right and they showed that then they then Paul shows a picture of the actual tie on the binding of Rebecca's wrists. Billy's and the officers, they had it so they could have their hands behind them and they could pull it with their hand. You know what I mean? So the rope end would have been but like laying in their palm. Mm -hmm. Rebecca's was pointing away from her hands, pointing up, oh. which nobody had ever looked at. Hmm. So how could she tie herself? Hmm. So that is a big thing. The knot is at the bottom where the fingers can grasp, but Rebecca's was at the top. Gotcha. There was a, that now addressing the absence of DNA. And this is genius. This is my Paul holes, hot for holes. The testing method was in question. When he saw that they didn't find anything, it was the same. He looked, he saw that on the lab report, they used a single swab to collect all the samples. What? One swab, one swab for the whole door one okay. swab for the whole whatever and that is that's and he said that's not procedure so it caused mm. the major dna to be overlooked if you're at a high concentration area and then it, it's consolidated and you can't get anything more then the the big stuff is going to rise to the top so to speak and if there's any minor dna any then it's not going to be seen but it may not have even been collected Wow. They also found out they did not test the knife to see if it had any vaginal epithelial cells showing that Rebecca was raped. So what? he's very big into the, he was, he's known as being very precise, very mm -hmm. thorough. And 
they didn't check that. They just assumed it was a suicide. They just right. assumed these knives were part of her whatever. They didn't, mm. they did not swab to see if she, it could have been, she could have been raped. Real fast. So they mentioned that they think that she was probably manually strangled as opposed to with the rope. Do you, did they mention or do you know if they, so there would be bruising, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, you know, from the rope and stuff, but the bruising from the rope might cover manual because I would think to manually strangulate, strangulate, strangle someone mm-hmm. is, I would assume there'd be some kind of bruising to, mm-hmm. did they mention anything about suspicious about the bruising on her neck that you saw? No, they haven't. But also with the rigor mortis. Oh. Um, but that is, that's a good point. I, since that wasn't mentioned, mm. I don't think that there was enough there to, and she was hanging the way she was hanging. Yeah. So I, I really, I really can't answer that. Well, and I think that the hyoid bone being fractured, that mm-hmm. does say a lot right there for that. Now, this pathologist they were speaking with, Dr. Sue, it's H-S-U, says there were many elements of humiliation and punishment that jumped right out at her. On her right ring fingernail, Paul found there's a pattern print that looks like latex gloves, and there were two pairs of gloves found at the home pointing to another person at the scene. Hmm. Dr. Sue wonders why the option of undetermined wasn't selected for the cause of death instead of just suicide. And that's what Paul was saying too, is why, if, if there's so many things pointing to, we, we can't say, why not say undetermined and continue investigating? But that's not yeah. what happened. On December 4th of 18, Adam files a motion for a new, files a motion for a new case. So he wants an appeal for the civil judgment. Three days later, on the 7th of December, Sheriff Gore has a press conference announcing the outcome of the most recent review. He says, there's no evidence of sex assault found at the autopsy. At this point, Billy Jensen freaks out and just automatically like says, yells aloud, what? Hmm. They didn't even test it. The latex gloves, they address that. Because Billy and them, they had given all this to them and, you know, and they refuted everything. The latex Mm. gloves, they said there's not enough DNA. There wasn't enough DNA in 2011. So basically they didn't feel like they needed to revisit it. So they, it's not like a fresh review where, where like Paul said, you should use all the newest DNA technology. Exactly. Right. From start to finish, do it. They just said there wasn't enough then. We looked at the case. We looked at what was done. We didn't Mm. redo anything. The foot impressions on the balcony, that was a big point of contention because there is a toe print. Hmm. They said that they showed the photo of the balcony and simply said, the physical evidence does not support that conclusion. They think that someone could easily hop or walk, get themselves across there in that area, that amount of space, that Hmm. distance, and then hop off the balcony. Hmm. The gang, Paul and Lonnie and Billy, they discuss how one could jump over the balcony. How do you get and think about that? You're bound, you're gagged. Mm. How do you get over the balcony? Now, I would still like to see, like we did with Max, a picture, like how, when she stood up Mm. there, how, you know what I mean? How much she was over it. And I don't know off the top of my head how tall she was, but I mean, how easy would that be for anybody to to, balance uh... yourself? Yeah, because I'm looking at the picture and it's that rail is pretty high up. Mm-hmm. 
and if you're bad, like you said, if you're bound, I don't know how, how you would do that. That sounds pretty gymnastic. And then real fast, did you say that they tested the blood on the knives? They didn't really mention the other knife, the, the, the knife that um, they found the most blood on the handle. Mm. They did test. It was Rebecca's Okay, and, but they didn't test the, test it for epithelial cells. Gotcha. So they, that's why they felt that there's no way it couldn't be something that happened. So, I would love to see the autopsy, the forensic report on yeah. because they had to have checked her the area to see if she if there were cuts and abrasions in her vaginal canal. You yeah. know, like you would think that they would have checked that and that that would be on the report, especially from a knife. I mean, but if they yeah. from the beginning, if they're thinking oh, this is suicide. Well, why yeah. would they spend the other time to look inside? But at the same time, if that's part of what you do anyway, wouldn't yeah. you be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? But I'm with you. It'd be yeah. very interesting to see. Seven weeks later, Adam asked for the verdict to be set aside and he was denied, which is a great thing because he was presented to a judge. And if a judge can look at all the evidence and say, no, mm. I, I see that you're connected, then mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. And Adam thanks the sheriff's office at the end of this episode. He thanks them for not caving in to internet chatter, which Greer's case was built on, the Zahal's attorney. Oh. Yeah. And, descent, and on February 7th of 19, Adam's insurance company settles for that 600000 closing the civil case. Hmm. And Paul Holes hopes that the cause of death will be changed to undetermined so the investigation can continue. Hmm. Some quick thoughts here, just, and I know this is kind of going into the book, but one thing I wanted to put out that is, was really eye-opening for me, they speak with Adam's girlfriend, Mary, and that relationship, they've been together for 20 years, over 20 years. They've never lived together. They do stuff together. And I'm not saying she doesn't come over there and spend the night, but he's, ne they've never gotten married. They've never even lived together. The marriage d doesn't bother me so much as the, he doesn't even live with her. And when he was giving his deposition, he was asked if he was single or married. And he said single. Mm. Now he is, but they would be considered common law. Mm -hmm. Also, she said that she had to convince Adam to go to see his family when this happened. He was on the fence. And she said, do what your heart tells you to do. That same kind of, you know, girl you're hoping, you know, a partner would do. And he finally decided to go, but he wasn't going to go. So he wasn't going to go when he found out that Max was in the hospital? Is that what wasn't going to go. Okay. Nope. And I can actually get my stuff up and we can talk about that for a minute. Also, why didn't Adam ever mention on the call that he knew the woman? Like we said, like he didn't say, this is my brother's girlfriend. This is Rebecca, like, you, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying, he was ambivalent about heading to his nephew after the accident. And in the interview when he was being interviewed by police one of the many times, they said, what's your relationship like with Max? And he goes, Max is a good kid. Hmm. He didn't say, and that to me answers the question. Hmm. He doesn't have one. Hmm. You know what I mean? And if he's that different from his brother, although they still say they, they are kind of close, it just makes you wonder. He just seems like if he's with some for 20 years, but doesn't, but it's still considered, he still kind of considered himself like a lone wolf kind of character. Mm -hmm. That makes you wonder. Mary, his, now this is Mary Bedwell, his girlfriend, not Zahau. Right. Um, Mary Bedwell goes on to say how he never took money from anyone in his family. And oddly, I feel, says also, in all this time, he has never harmed anyone physically or otherwise. 
well, that's what you're supposed to fucking do. <laughs> what the hell? Now I get, now I get in the light of the situation, you know, but what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like you're not supposed to. Hmm. P.S. Like I said, Adam and her have been together over 20 years and do not or never have lived together and that I could find. I couldn't find anything on that. When told by Rebecca, she was going in for the night. Adam says to Rebecca, and he says this in his, uh, one of his interviews. Okay, that's perfectly okay. The opposite sex, diplomacy, or being appropriate, all that stuff. So he's telling the officers, yeah, I let her go in because, and he, why would you mention opposite sex, diplomacy, and being appropriate? Again, mm. I just find that very odd. It's like, Instead, I would think to say, you know, I, I got that she was very sad and she wanted to be alone. You know what I mean? She probably was yeah. tired. She's running herself around. He didn't mm. say that. He said he mentioned other things. Mm. Again, I mentioned it has a galley kitchen, probably coffee, but I wasn't sure. The day of finding Rebecca, Adam says he woke up at 6.15 and he tells the police he had nervous energy. So he went on and masturbated. Tells the police. Right. Sure. Grabs his cell phone. I'm going ahead and grab the iPhone, look at some porn sites, rub one out. Mm-hmm. Maybe, that's, um, maybe that's why the women's panties were there. He's in that. I don't know. What, and why? <laughs> why would you tell them? It has nothing to do with anything. You know mm. what I mean? Especially if it had, she's naked. He t- I don't know. He also, I'd mentioned, uh, I'd already mentioned this, but he said he wanted to go into town and get some coffee and a bagel, but he went to the mansion to invite Rebecca. And that's when he found her hanging and thought it was a joke. Some kids rigged up. Oh. Now, to an extent, when you see something like that and you're trying to process it, Hmm. you probably think a lot of things. But a joke the kids rigged up, I don't know, just anything he says at this point kind of rubs me the wrong way because he's just, Hmm. because like Lonnie and was pointing out, from the shows, he, he just seemed so angry. He was so put out when they were interviewing him. He was like, I I can't believe it It figures that I'm here to help my brother. And I'm, he was completely pissed that he was in that position. Mm. He wasn't talking about my poor brother, my poor, you know what I mean? Mm. It was, and he even says to Mary, when he's telling her about finding Rebecca, he says, guess who had to take her down? Like I'm so put upon. I had to take a dead woman. Oh my God. Uh, mm-hmm. huh. So, so on the 911 call, he tells the dispatcher he wasn't sure if she was dead. Later, to clarify the police, he tells them because she was Asian and he couldn't tell if she was blue or stuff. When he was transferred over to the fire department for further life-saving instructions, the woman says to give her 30 chest compressions, then two breaths, right, in the mouth. And even though Adam had been talking this whole time, she hears him suddenly count 28, 29, 30, like he was doing it the whole time. Hmm. The officer that first arrived and saw Adam with her body, he felt the body's position made it difficult to give effective chest compressions. Hmm. And he tells detectives, this is Adam tells the detectives, I hope it wasn't a message to me or some shit because it was the first thing I saw when I came out. Further... He goes on to say, this is fucking crazy. I don't think my bedside manner is that bad. What? And the, off, they don't know what he means by that. What the fuck does that? He's just talking all over the place. Mm. Yeah, he definitely sounds like a lot of his responses and from what you've said, just based on what you've said, 
is he sounds like he fits the sociopath, the psychopath, where he doesn't have that empathy for other people. The anger reminds me of, and especially when he's like, I'm put out because I had to do this. I had to do this. Right. It reminds me of serial killers when they're caught or even murderers when they're caught is like they feel sorry for themselves. Yeah. So when Dennis Rader was caught, you could tell that he was upset because he was caught. He wasn't upset. He didn't feel sorry for the victims necessarily. He felt sorry that he was in that position. He felt bad that he was caught. Right. So that that to me is, it sounds like a someone trying to sound human. You know, like I don't right. know what a human would say. So I'm going to say things that I think is appropriate or, you know, he doesn't have that, that part, that filter, I guess. And so he's saying whatever he thinks is appropriate or whether he thinks it's appropriate or not, he's just saying whatever's in his head. And right, and that's and that's what Lonnie pointed out that he seemed to be more cognizant of what other people would, you know, would see would uh, respond to him saying or what they thought because he didn't know mm. how to do it himself. You know what I mean? And well, and that does take me because earlier in the last episode, I made the comment, well, maybe he was secretly angry with Rebecca that maybe she caused Max's death or was somehow involved. But it sounds to me like he probably wouldn't give a shit. I mean, if he he doesn't seem close to him, it's not but like he's like, he's my little buddy, be, blah, blah, blah. Right. And and that he didn't even want to go there. To me, that sounds like the perfect hitman, you know? Mm. So if someone did want to off Rebecca because they blamed her for Max, then let's let's get the guy who doesn't give a shit, yeah. you know? And see, it makes me wonder too. That's why I thought made that statement about could Jonah have paid or, you know, discuss this with Adam. Maybe he texted them. Maybe, I mean, and maybe not. Maybe Adam is just that odd. And I really think that yeah. there's a feeling there. When he was talking about the opposite sex, all that, he was more thinking about that aspect than how sad she was. Well, but to me, when he says that, it makes me think that, okay, so they are thinking I killed her. So if you say, oh, you know, it, look, it would look bad for me to go in because she's a woman. And so there, he's planting the seeds of, oh, I'm being conscious of that gotcha. and I, mm -hmm. and so maybe yeah. he's trying to say i didn't do it you know what i mean right. and, and it's just like whoa wait a second what <laughs> you know so exactly it's, it's like he has some some idea of what's what's going on but he doesn't know the best way so it's kind of like when you know mom comes in the house and she realizes something's amiss and you're like there's nobody in the closet and she'd be like well i just walked in the room you know right. so it's it feels like he's got an element of that and the bedside manner yeah, that's a, an interesting and, and one. Bedside manner, that's more of like a medical thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. And I understand there could be an aspect of this is he is under duress. He, yeah. you know, but he yeah. just seems so he comes off as so pissed that mm. he's put upon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, it figures I come out to help my brother and I'm in this situation. Yeah. Unless, I mean, if we're going to say, let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and play devil's advocate. So he's the dude that is a tugboat captain and his brother's a fucking billionaire. So how long has he had to labor under his brother being better than him and having the ramifications of being the unsuccessful quote unquote, because we don't know. I mean, you said like he could, it's possible he could have made a hundred thousand a year. So that's definitely pretty successful, I think by, you know, uh, a lot of standards, but you still billionaire. You know, like right. at that and point, like I said, even if you're a millionaire, it's still kind of. I found it odd that Mary had to point out, you know, he's never taken money. He's always been a, like he's a self-made man. And again, I get that yeah. to a point because it's like everyone's going to assume, you know, oh well, he probably gets a lot of help from his brother. So uh, to I, I can see half of it, but yeah, it's just he's the fact that he's been with this woman. He can't 
live with her mm. and yeah there's just so much and he doesn't talk about max is my buddy max was you know what i mean you know I, even like if you're not in that even if you're not close with your relative and even if you are kind of a lone wolf i would think that there would still be a part of you that would feel it's sad that a six-year-old is dying right and i went to the funeral of um I guess I won't go into the details, but I didn't know the person. It was a young man who OD'd and died. And I didn't know him personally, but it was so heart-wrenching to be there and just to know that it happened. And even though I didn't know him, it was just sad. So, I mean, you would think that he could at least get some kind of feelings to work up to be like he's just not empathetic yeah, at all it's, it's, i mean like exactly when i go to i, I went know. to a family funeral of someone uh, that dad's uncle and i'd never met this uncle but i went to help mom and i cried i know mom was mm -hmm. like what are you doing i was like because i lost daddy once you've been down that mm -hmm. path yeah. I feel the daughter role. I feel the, you know what I mean? And yeah. I just put myself in their position and I feel well, that and yeah, he and I, can't do it. Right. And that's the key is that, and, and just because he may be sociopathic or psychopathic, it doesn't necessarily mean that he would kill, you know, it could just be that deficiency. Something that has occurred to me is, so when you mentioned that Jonah is worried about his stocks and his, his how it's affecting his business, my first thought is how would killing Rebecca help him? But it could just be mm. that if he's so angry about his son, if he did order a hit on his girlfriend, that maybe that's why he also hushed it up so quickly is because, you know, he's like, this thing has to happen, but we're going to shut it down as fast as we can. We can, we need to hurry it up. But on the other hand, would he cause a big trauma that might affect his standing in the in the business world or whatever it's that's one thing i'm not and here's a here's a here's a couple other little things that i have have down that i found interesting from this is from the book and this book is by caitlin rother and she was also interviewed in the oxygen series as well um, but the book is recent rebecca it is noted and i mentioned this previously she wasn't very forthcoming with details with when people would ask her. She said she performed CPR, but the officer at the scene noted in his report, at no time did I observe Rebecca perform CPR. Again, one of those things, hmm. but he says he didn't see her, but if they were there, you know what I mean? Hmm. Maybe she thought that he was going to do it. I don't know. Maybe they were waiting for the EMTs. I don't know. Psychologist Karen Han Hancock the psychologist that was writing along with him was the one with the officer. And she said she didn't feel Rebecca was depressed or suicidal. And I had mentioned that. And like I told you before, she was told by Jonah to not come to the hospital to avoid a scene. And the one time that they were there, he wouldn't let her go in the room. Dina was gone. Nina wasn't hmm. there. He told her to leave. Hmm. He wasn't comfortable with it in case they would come back. She cried and she left. She hmm. never got to see him. Oh, the other thing that's really interesting, and I don't know where this comes from. I'll still keep looking in this whole oxygen series. Her 13 year old sister from Missouri that was there, Zena, the whole entire book is called Ariel. No fucking idea. I've looked up Rebecca Zahal family. Zena comes up. Zena comes up. Don't know if maybe she changed her name. Could be it, hmm. but that's a glaring thing so she's Zena and she's Ariel don't know and also Jonah didn't talk to them when they initially got there with the officers 
he wouldn't talk to Zena or Rebecca. Jonah wouldn't. Now, I get it. His son's just there. They're trying to find out. But you couldn't even say, oh, my God, give me a hug, you know? Well, I mean, or even be like, what the hell happened? No, I was going to say, just because you would think that that you might start asking questions, you know? Like, But, I mean, if he, like, really did not talk to them at all, I would think that as upset as you are to see your son that way, you would also be like, somebody tell me something. Like, I want to hear everything that you both have to say about what was going on, you know? I, I don't know. Yeah. And now, Rebecca was overheard. There was a point that Ariel or Xena, she was cut when they were picking up the chandelier glass. She was helping to take it outside in the garbage bag. Piece of it punctured through it and cut her leg. And so Rebecca was upset and called her sister, Mary, who is a registered nurse. And they sent some pictures and said, do you think it needs stitches? And Mary said, I think it's going to need a couple. So why? So here, this is going on and she has to go to the urgent care. So she's in the urgent care and she's overheard by someone that works there while Ariel is being worked on or whatever. The person overheard like a stern voice on the cell phone and she doesn't know, he or she doesn't know who it is, but Rebecca was apologizing a lot. Her Mm. phone records show this was from a private number. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't seem to have been Jonah. Mm. Another big thing, the dog. Jonah had bought a Doberman security dog the previous year, paid a Wisconsin couple 10 grand to raise the puppy and to train it. Then he flies it, the Doberman, uh, the week before the uh, murder. I'm going to call it a murder. Why? Right? The neighbor, you know, hears this puppy and stuff and tells Rebecca, oh, I like your new dog. It's so cute. And Rebecca looks crushed. And she goes back later to the same neighbor and says, do you really think the dog's cute? She's like, yeah, I do. Well, she said, well, I don't want it then. I got this dog for security. Why did she get a dog for security? When she finds out it's cute, she tells Jonah, send it back. Jonah pays all that money, flies it in, and sends it back out of respect for Rebecca. Mm. Then a few days later, you know, after Max's accident, being overwhelmed and everything, Rebecca takes the dog Ocean to it, has it uh, taken to a kennel which I can understand. You don't want to have, you know, you got all that going on, Mm -hmm. but Caitlin Rother says that, so she boards it and essentially is leaving her with no protection. So she Mm. got rid of the Doberman. Why did he get a Doberman for her? It was really pre-planned. Then he hires security guards when she's supposedly killed herself. So I'm not sure what's going on with Jonah. Hmm. And this is just that I'm, I'm only like a couple chapters into the book and I've got right. this stuff. And I have yeah. like sections marked off about Max, what I've learned about Max. Yeah. Jonah took the scooter away from Max for disobeying and using it in the hallway. Max's teenage brother and sister like to slide down the banister, high-fiving the chandelier's glass crystals on the way down. Oh. Jonah had never seen Max do this. A hole had to be drilled in the top of Max's head to insert a valve to assist with the the swelling, to decrease Mm. the swelling because of his injuries. Mm. So these are just different things. Like I said, as I'm going through, I'm kind of like, okay, this goes under Max, this goes under Rebecca. You know what I mean? This goes... So it is showing a lot more information than Mm. um, the episode. So that's going to be a thing in its own. Yeah, so we'll definitely have to do a third part where after you've read the book, we can compare it to everything else that we've... Because my main thing that I'm wondering about is who would have killed Max and why? Right. So it... Because it it kind of seems like maybe he was killed, but I don't know. The more that I'm thinking about it is just what would that have done? Why would they have killed Max? 
you know, I don't understand unless, I, yeah, I don't know. And I think in the, it was the Dateline special. I'm not sure I've watched so much stuff. Um, I usually took notes as I was watching it though, but I think it was a Dateline special when she was talking to Josh Mankiewicz, our guy from CrimeCon. She mentioned that she, I don't know if it was her investigators that, you know, that she had hired, but she somehow found out that Rebecca, when the EMS first got there to the scene of the accident with Max, that she kind of was alluding, Dina was alluding to the fact that Rebecca was almost shielding someone else. Mm. Like maybe there was another party there, but why wouldn't mm. Zena have said it? And this Unless is why- Zena didn't know. And this is why Dina, and then, yeah. and then, so we've got, okay, so Dina places this mysterious, we'll say man, this mysterious man here, then someone overhears her at the urgent care talking to an unknown man who's, she's apologizing to. Hmm. But at the morning when all this was going on, Jonah goes to the gym to work out. They're getting ready. She's having Max clean his room because they have a whole day plan. They're going to go to the beach. Then they're going to go like to the zoo or something. Hmm. It's like, how does she have time <laughs> to have a side piece? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's, um, but that, so Dina puts that in that she thinks Rebecca was hiding hmm. someone or, you know, so maybe this other person and she was scared. And then she further alludes it saying about the security guards. Why does he need those? Yeah, this is, uh, this has got my brain twisted because, uh, uh, I know I mean, I've been totally obsessed with it. I yeah, mean, two weeks, you know what I mean? I and I'm thought, still le learning more. Yeah. And it even popped in my head. Like what if someone is framing Rebecca for whatever reason? So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, then I guess you can get into conspiracy theories where he has, uh, someone wants to do his business and someone wants to hurt his business. So how do you hurt his business? Well, uh, you try to kill his son and then you kill his wife. How did it hurt? Like a year later, he sold it yeah, for 2.6. I mean, right. So How did I that mean, hurt anything? But yes. go to your point, it was hurting the stocks. They were falling. He was trying to pressure Sheriff Gore to close the investigation, clear I mean, my name out there. Through, yeah. Would someone go through all that just to hurt his stocks? You know, I mean, that's the... That's why I'm like, I don't know and about that. And that's why but... th this whole thing with Max, this really does seem like an accident to me. I don't think that anything, I maybe Rebecca had smacked his butt or something. You know what I mean? Maybe she was like, look, Max, I sent you up here to, the worst case scenario, I don't think she beat the kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. tend to think it really was an accident. We may not know. Maybe he got a wild hair up his ass. And he was, yeah. like I said, he was like, you know what? They're both gone. I really can run and hit, you know, touch that chandelier, like my, my brother and sister do. Well, and if he did see them doing it, I suppose it's possible that, like you said, that he just decided that I'm going to try this and no one's around to scold me right now. I mean, like you said, kids are still kids just because he didn't, doesn't mean that, aha, I mean, that's being a kid. Yeah. I, I just, it feels to me like an accident still. But I mm. get where Dina would want there and to plant somebody else because then yeah. it absolves Rebecca, it absolves Jonah, it, you know what I mean? It just, it removes them from it and it makes it, and then she can focus her effort on this person and blame somebody. But when you can't yeah. blame anybody, it's got to mm. be horrible. Yeah. The Max thing seems to be the catalyst for the person killing Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Unless like that's an excuse mm -hmm. or I, I don't know. So it could be that that's the thing is, was someone going to kill Rebecca regardless? Or was, you know, was that the option? The so, okay. So let's say that Adam came onto her mm -hmm. and she said, fuck you. So then he's like, no, fuck you. 
with this knife and right. I'm going to kill you. And since we, since he doesn't want it to look like a murder, then maybe he sets up this idea of, well, she killed herself. And so she feels guilty over Max. And I mean, I guess that would kind of make a little bit of sense that that, that helped to justify or that helped to cover the murder mm-hmm. and that they didn't, that actually wasn't the incentive for the murder. I mean, I guess that would track if, you know, she was assaulted. I mean, I could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. And now as far as him saying to someone else, hold her down or whatever they yeah. said, keep her still. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leery about when people hear things on audio. And I know that there are people who are professionals and I'll have to see it myself mm-hmm. because sometimes it's hard, you know, it's like on haunted movie shows or haunted shows where they're like, did you hear the ghost say that? And like, yeah. I sound yeah. like anything. So sometimes I think you you start to fill in gaps that maybe aren't there mm-hmm. or it could be legit. Yeah, it is interesting to think. And that would explain if he has someone else over, that would explain the panties. Maybe he had a boot call mm-hmm. and the panties were there and the woman was there and maybe he the woman helped her helped him kill her. I don't know. I am looking forward to you reading the book and, and hearing more about it and seeing if we can fill in some of these gaps and try to figure some of that out, because that is, uh, yeah, with the whole security detail. You know, I mean, uh, that unless- dog, when I read about the dog, I was like, what? Just yeah. a week before? And he had gone all that time. How long does it take to train a dog that's a puppy? I mean, I don't know. Well, let's say at least two months. Unless there's something going on in the background that they don't want to talk about. Like maybe there are some other kind of threats mm-hmm. that they don't want to make known because it could hurt the company. Right. You know, so maybe there were threats and that's why they felt like they needed to get security and could just be him being a billionaire paranoid. You know, it's like now my wife just killed herself. And even if we think she killed herself, you know, I don't know. It could be there could be things going on in the background that's making him paranoid that makes sense or not. Right. So I, I just, know. That is yeah, it kind of feels like I said, it feels like it was just an accident. I can't tell you what I think happened. There could, you know what I mean? There could be a lot of things that happen. It just, I think it was an accident with Max. And I think Rebecca couldn't fill in the, couldn't fill in those gaps because she wasn't there and it did happen so fast. And once you start talking and you start telling people stuff that comes back to bite you. Yeah. So I think maybe she was just being careful. And you could well, say, are you the other way she was careful because she was hiding something, but. Yeah. Well, and then also to Jonah's point is that his son just had an accident. His son is in a coma and then his wife kills herself or possibly is murdered. So you see those things happening. Maybe you are thinking this might all be coincidences. This might all just be crazy shit happening that may not be an outside force, but maybe I should uh, get security just in case. Right. You know, like, what if someone did try to kill my son? What if someone did kill my wife? And I look really vulnerable right now. So this would be a great opportunity for somebody to come in. Yeah. Right. So it could be, you know, that could be a thing. And then for her apologizing on the phone, and even if it's not to Jonah, what she could be apologizing to anybody, anybody, any family member could have called and been like, what the fuck happened? Um, What's going on? And she could Mm -hmm. be apologizing. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. So she could be, because if you're home and you legitimately don't see this thing happen and a kid goes into a coma you're gonna feel sorry like you're gonna feel bad Mm -hmm. like I wasn't paying attention I didn't know like this happened so I'm sorry I'm sorry this happened that I don't know really implicates her Mm -hmm. with anything because I think that she would say she was sorry to anybody that was right because I guess the implication is that I don't understand what the implication would be that she was apologizing to a person that she was supposed to kill the kid or she's sorry that. I think it's just further evidence from what I take it is this third person Dina's talking about this unknown person that Rebecca uh, had a connection with. That's kind of how I'm taking it. Gotcha. And so 
so people are seems to be okay. So gotcha. we have it on like, the audio, and we have it. You know, so Rebecca did like, this or didn't do that, were, and so basically, it's kind of like you were over. Let's say she was having an affair. You're over. We had a call. This kid almost dies. And you're not supposed to be here. So you could have gotten implicated in this. So I guess it could be, I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry that we could put this. I guess I can see that that aspect of it, but I don't know. It's uh, pretty fucked. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is why I've become so obsessed with this. It's because I keep learning new things Yeah. and about the people you thought you knew it. And I mean, nothing was surprising about Jonah at this point because we hardly know anything about him. But you know what I mean? I mean, the more Adam says, the worse it looks. Yeah. And I don't know. So it's just, but I really appreciate you doing this. I I thought it was a perfect format to mm-hmm. kind of talk about it with someone, lay it out before someone who wasn't familiar with it and get your yeah. input, especially, you know, with the serial killer aspect and everything. Um, and the tie into CrimeCon was really nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was, it was good. It was worth going just so I could do that. Yes. Um, so we'll definitely plan on doing a third episode and after you do the book, read the book. So that might be coming up in the next few weeks or so. I enjoyed hearing about that. It's crazy. And hopefully we can get some kind of uh, enlightenment on it and something will be figured out at some point. But yeah, thank you for having me on. And uh, and I got to use my hunter killer skills. Yay. So that's, that's pretty cool. And I got to uh, present to you. Yeah. You got to do most of the talking. I know. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Lab Rats, for being with us for this special edition. And, well, you know that she's here waving those fish heads at me, so I must depart. But remember, everyone must find their truth. And mine is, what is it, be? Be normal. Happy normal. Take care. If you enjoy the experience and experiments of Murder Lab, go to Facebook, Instagram, and MurderLabMedia.com for updates. Share with your friends, those you created in a lab or not, as long as they can subscribe and listen, we'll take it. Murder Lab is available on Google Play and iTunes. The RSS feed is on MurderLabMedia.com for you to plug into your podcast app. We can always use more lab rats. Okay, I've got to go to the bathroom and it's about bedtime.